Hey everybody, welcome to MindRise. I am your host, Ian Philo. This podcast is designed to help find solutions to everyday mental blocks. Its goal is to provide you with the tools to rise and break through your own barriers. In the game of life, we can be our own worst enemies. I created this podcast in response to my own battles with my mind. Instead of sinking further down, join me to commit to a more positive perception of ourselves and those around us. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Rise Podcast. I am your host, Ian Philo, and it has been a minute. I've taken about a two to three month hiatus, I think. Um, it was a much needed break, sort of gave me the space to mentally and emotionally recharge. And sometimes as an artist or a content creator, um, you have to do that. I have spent that energy towards additional digital projects Um, digital artwork projects, and other networking opportunities with other artists and creators. And it has been good to jump back into the podcast because I do enjoy recording these. And my goal is to record 100 episodes, and we are well over halfway there with this being episode number 52. So we are well over halfway there, and I do plan to generate content and get there and hopefully have more guests on this podcast. If any of you guys are interested, would love to do um, a Zoom recording or a video chat and we can pick each other's brains and pull ideas together and figure out what we want to talk about. But again, the main premise of this, the genesis of this podcast was just to get my mind stream right my ideas out on the internet and to just be able to fluently and um fluently talk about what's on what's in my head and what i'm struggling with or what i'm trying to work through hoping that it connects with someone out there and indeed it has indeed i believe i have connected with at least a couple people and that if that only happens that is the goal of this entire project and I have had people reach out to me that say they really enjoy my podcast and they really enjoy me doing this and it's definitely very helpful it's not necessarily a, a profitable endeavor but nevertheless it was never intended to be and uh, from the get-go this is just something that I enjoy, that I'm passionate about, and I like to talk and like to record podcasts. So today's 52nd episode will be on contentment versus happiness. And I'm basing a lot of my discussion and content off of an article written by Daniel Cordero in uh, May of 2020. And I think that was a very interesting time um, to write this particular article being in the heat of the coronavirus pandemic. I think um, something I didn't really originally think about before I was speaking on this is, wow, like that really was a very vulnerable time in humanity um, when it came to contentment and happiness because everything seemed to have been a uh, taken and stripped away so fast when it came to lockdown and what the virus has done to the world. And it's very hard to find a sense of purpose and contentment when you are isolated. 
So I think that this is this will be and will continue to be a relevant topic um, for many more years to come. It's something that I particularly um, struggle with too. So getting right into it, I think it would be important to define the difference between contentment and happiness. And when I was looking these definitions up, I kind of chuckled to myself because you will see why shortly. Contentment is an emotional state of satisfaction that can be seen as a mental state, maybe drawn from being at ease in one's situation, body, and mind. So that's the contentment definition. Pretty solid, right? Pretty, pretty okay. And then I googled happiness definition. Guess what it says? You probably have already guessed it. Happiness. The state of being happy. Wow, Ian, that was great. I could have only guessed that. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, wow, really? Like, that's that's all the internet says about happiness versus contentment? So let's break that down. When it comes to happiness, I think a lot of it is based on external conditions. And let me explain that. People try to find more money, more power, more stuff, more validation, and more success from the world outside of them. If I offered you $1,000 right now, I'm sure you would be very happy. It's okay to admit it. Heck, I would be happy too. The only problem is the next question. How long does that happiness last from receiving that money? As soon as we put the money in our pockets, this tangible thing, the happiness begins to diminish, and shortly, we find ourselves needing another hit. So, right off the bat, um, happiness not only seems like a lot of it's based on external conditions, but it's very uh, emotionally driven. You know, you need that dopamine hit. You need to buy that new iPhone, uh, get that new TV new running shoes like as long as it's packaged precisely and fresh and out of the box it makes us feel good it makes us feel happy um it's it's very much uh i think condition based and i'll get into more of that shortly whereas contentment is a state of unconditional wholeness regardless of what's happening externally. Contentment comes from our relationship to what is going on around us rather than our reaction to it. It's the peaceful realization that we are whole and complete just as we are, despite the anger, sadness, joy, frustration, and excitement that may come in and out from time to time. So, just comprehending this, hearing this, in this recording so far, um, it definitely seems like contentment requires a lot more mindful and intentional work than happiness, right? Happiness, um, depending on how you define it, at least the, the way that I'm taking it, is if your priorities aren't right, happiness can be fleeting, right? It can be transient. It can be based on external conditions. If I just get this new car, if this happens in my life, then I'll be happy. And this has been something that I've really um, 
struggled with. Sometimes I think it's healthy as a person, as a creative, to put blinders on, not to block out the entire world around you, but because sometimes the external stimuli can become so oppressive and uh, overwhelming that it's okay to temporarily, you know, focus on your own journey and, and block that stuff off. And I think it's important to also talk about how to cultivate contentment. So instead of striving for temporary happiness, we can settle into a sustainable sense of contentment that nobody can take away from us. And nobody can give it to us either. It's already inside of us. It just takes a little practice to begin experiencing it for ourselves. There are many great practices that can help us cultivate contentment, and they're surprisingly simple. I'm sure everyone's heard of meditation and mindfulness. And look, like I know initially hearing that, you're like, dude, I've tried that. It's just not sensible. It's not practical. Practical. But have you really tried it, though? Because I totally get it. Like, right off the bat, you're just like, I don't want to listen to any of this, like, you know, heebie-jeebie stuff, any of this, like, fantasy. Like, if you really try to sit still and practice mindfulness and breathe, it does help. It definitely does help. Whether that's through meditation or prayer or going on a run, exercising, going outside, I think we all need something to ground us. I think that's pretty undebatable, especially with the trajectory that this world has taken. Whether, you know, whatever our grounding tool is, we all need something, right? And I think it's important to use that grounding tool to get us to a place of contentment. And when our mind feels more calm, I think it's easier for us to focus on being content in the things that we have instead of always seeking external stimuli, external things to base our next jumping point of life off of. And trust me, I know it seems absolutely impossible sometimes to practice this because of what's going on online or with social media and, and it seems like whether people try to intentionally do it or not, there will always be somebody posting about something exciting and new that happened in their life. There will always be somebody posting about a new car, um, having a kid, a new job opportunity, um, a promotion, and these are things to get excited about, right? Like, we want to be happy for other people. And we all kind of can discern between um, someone just posting to be excited and someone posting to brag. But I think, nevertheless, this stuff does affect us. Whether or not immediately, down the line, I think it does definitely affect us psychologically. Because we see these and we read these posts and we see these people um, so-called succeeding in life, right? And we draw these examples from our head when we're feeling down. I do it all the time. Like, if I'm at a certain point in my life and I'm thinking like, oh, geez, yeah. Two weeks ago, so-and-so, you know, just 
uh, got a promotion and, you know, was making X amount of money. And, you know, like, I just, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like I had all the same education as them. I worked hard and I just, I just can't catch a break. And these examples stick with us, right? Unless we, you know, we intentionally try to practice contentment and mindfulness and try to overcome these mental obstacles. They're definitely emotionally taxing. I could at least say that for myself. And I think that's why it's so hard to practice contentment, especially in our digital age, because we're constantly being blasted with with uh, information that other people are succeeding or um, negative things that in turn affect our psyche. There's always going to be stuff that we're consuming and feeling affected by to a certain extent. I think another, another point, another good point of practicing contentment is we want to recognize uh, what external things that we constant, like what our narrative is for the external things in our life that we think will magically fix us, right? Magically fix us if we get these things or achieve these things. And I think it's an important to verbalize and, and hear ourselves say these things because in turn, I think it helps us understand kind of where we are um, mentally. And in the article, it talks about them being well-being contingencies. A well-being contingency is an external factor that we believe is required for us to feel complete as a human being. Some common well-being contingencies, and I'm sure some of these that I'm going to read off, um, you identify with. I know I, I identify with them, are as followed. When I have X amount of dollars in my bank account, then I'll be happy. When I achieve X at work, then I'll finally feel good about my job. When X gives me validation I'm looking for, then I'll be satisfied. When I purchase X material item, then I'll be doing well. When I'm X amount years old, then I can retire and finally enjoy life. When my kids achieve X, then I'll know I was a successful parent. While it's okay to have goals, unhealthy attachments to well-being contingencies can be problematic because they create dependencies that are out of our control. They also reinforce the idea that we can't be okay right now and that self-love and acceptance need to wait until we achieve those contingencies. I mean, guys, I, I, I think what I just read is not only emotionally powerful, but also true, also a very true thing that, that many of us are struggling with. And don't get me wrong, before you form a rebuttal or address the naysayer in my argument, it's okay to have goals. It's definitely okay to have goals and it's, it's healthy to want to achieve goals. But if we base our life force, our happiness on these quote unquote well-being contingencies, it's going to lead to unfulfillment and despair. Trust me. I know the person record, recording this podcast knows. I know how real and big these things can feel. 
And time and time again, I think we're reminded that when we achieve these well-being contingencies, if we have the fortunate luck to achieve them and be successful, the bar always moves. And it will always move, especially in our culture, in our consumer-based culture where it's never enough and we constantly want to feel validation and be the big man or big woman and create this podium to climb, whether that is a metaphorical podium or a literal one, it will never be enough. Just remember that. I have to remember that. I'm constantly thinking that if I find a different job and if I make more money, that my life is just magically going to be better. That it's that my problems will vanish. And don't get me wrong, money does provide options. Money does relieve stress and allow you to live a more comfortable life, but it doesn't remove your stressors. It just makes them evolve. What I'm saying is when you achieve these well-being contingencies, your life isn't going to be all sunshine and rainbows. And I think we all know that deep down, but we still constantly chase these things because we spend so much time and energy trying to chase that form of happiness through our paycheck, through our, through our material possessions that we forget about where we came from, how we got there. The little moments, the little idiosyncrasies in between that have shaped our life. I know I forget about them. I know I have forgotten. It's scary. We become these robots programmed to be on autopilot with achieving goals and making money and saving for retirement that I think many of us really don't get a chance to live our lives. And that's scary. I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for my kids. I don't want that for my friends. Again, guys, it's okay to have goals. Unhealthy attachments to well-being contingencies can be problematic because, again, they create dependencies that are out of our control. As human beings in the 21st century, in the wild year of 2021, we want everything to be in our control, especially now when regarding the virus, everything feels out of our control. I feel like many of us are yearning to take so much control back. But the fact remains is that no matter what we do, there will always remain variables in our life that will be uncertain and uncontrollable. I think it's also important to radically accept all of our emotions when we're going through a tough time. 
This is a tough practice and none of us like it, but imagine a world where every emotion that we experience comes and goes like a wave on an ocean, like a visitor that stays for a while and gently leaves when it's ready. There are very few guarantees in life, but one guarantee with absolute certainty is that whatever you're feeling right now will change soon. By definitions, emotions do have a lifespan. They have triggers, rise to their apex, and then gently taper away before being replaced by a new emotion. This is part of what it means to be human. This seems all well and good, but the problem arises when we begin to create unhealthy relationships with our emotions. There are some emotions that we, like so many other people, hold onto them with a death grip. Emotions like happiness, joy, elation, serenity, and other really, really pleasant feelings are addiction to that dopamine rush, right? There are other emotions that we despise so much that we would prefer to never feel. Emotions like shame, sadness, despair, embarrassment, rage, and other really, really unpleasant feelings. Which emotions do you always want to feel? Which would you prefer to never feel? It turns out that at the end of the day, all emotions are here to guide us and provide valuable information about the world around us. What if instead of trying to cling to some emotions while pushing others away, we allowed all feelings to come and go without needing them to change? Nobody's pre-programmed to be able to do that, guys. Some of it takes a lot of self-development, therapy, and years of counseling. And a lot of the point to getting there is being able to humble yourself and recognize that we can't do this on our own. The radical appreciation of all of life's experiences is a cornerstone to contentment, which is the idea that right here, right now, everything is okay as it is. Yes, that means we can be content with our sadness, content with our anger, content with our shame. We can even be content with our joy, peace, and everything in between. Contentment is, again, the underlying acceptance of what it means to be human and unconditional love for all of life's experiences. Without the need for anything more than what is here right now. Once we learn how to bring this into our lives on a regular basis, we can finally begin to understand. We can finally begin to understand true happiness. Not, not the, the ideation of happiness, not the perfectly packaged happiness that the media or popular culture sells to us, but happiness that evolves out of contentment. I'd be more willing to call that joy right? Joy, something that is based from within, not external conditions, but joy and contentment. Contentment, the underlying acceptance of what it means to be human and what it means to be present with your present circumstances. And be happy about that. Because it's so easy to become detached and carried away from contentment with the path that the world wants to take us. It will always be right in front of us, 
whether it's in our hands or at a desk, screens, scrolling, people being captivated by others' success and fulfillment with their day-to-day lives. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage you guys and myself to understand that life is so precious, that life can end any day, any time. And do we want it to end with us just hoping that our life will get to that next bar, that next ladder of success, that next number in our bank account? This isn't easy. This is something that takes years to develop and understand and truly master. But it's an important topic to speak on because I think many people, including myself, are falling so far away and are distant from contentment, are distant from feeling at peace with how their life is and just constantly yearning for that next big thing to happen and then they'll be happy you guys know it i know it that's never going to change things the bar will always keep on raising the finish line will always shift so before we get ourselves in this constant dog chasing its tail mentality Let us try to sit still, be content, and really be appreciative of the little moments in life that have gotten us through each day. Thanks for listening. Um, Tune in to the next podcast. If you guys want to contribute to this podcast, there is a link in the description. You can also visit my Instagram page and click the link in my bio to see my Etsy shop, Redbubble, um, Facebook page, and podcast links. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. If you have any questions, feel free to direct message me, and I would love to talk further. Have a great day, guys.